This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Uh, insert is sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. On the other side of the radio this morning is uh, Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Always a pleasure. Hope you're well. And, and before we carry on, uh, Wendy, we know we mentioned last week you'd be uh, defending your thesis this week, and it really was a, a big one. I hope it's uh, been a good academic week for you. Morning, Brad. Yes, it has. Thank you very much. It's been um, a lot of work, a lot of pressure, but it's been a good week. <laughs> okay, well, now we'll we'll just, you know, break the tension of all of that and talk about mold, uh, if, if that's okay. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the idea of talking about mold is actually a bit gross because um, it's something you don't want. It's something that often sometimes visits you in the fridge when you've left something there a little bit too long. Um, uh, yes. Although it's true that we're seeing it, and, and I know because people have had conversations with me and said, oh, you know, after the winter there was like this black stuff on the ceiling in my bathroom where I had to kind of scrub to get that off and that's a little bit gross and and I've even opened my um, little cupboard in the under the sink in the bathroom and I thought that's a unusual smell and I got in there and I'm like hang on a moment what's going on here and I had to give that a good scrub so this isn't necessarily a sign of a, a dirty house it just kind of pops up overnight doesn't it it does and the thing with mold is it's generally due to water damage or water leakage yeah. Um, and it is, and it often doesn't. I mean, you can clean really well, but it often is growing in places where you can't actually see it, like in the walls or behind the tiles or behind your cupboards. Um, and so it's not always that easy to spot. But as you say, you know, if you if you're at that point where you open your cupboard, then you realize there must be some water damage there, so uh, or some a leak or something that is causing that mold to to grow. So this is not good for us. I mean, from what I understand and what we're talking about this morning, there isn't any part of this where we can say it's okay. We need to be doing whatever we need to do to get rid of it very quickly. Yeah, it really can be very toxic to the environment. Not everybody will respond in the same way, but there are some people who have really severe responses to even the slightest traces of mold. But either way, it can create inflammation in our bodies. And, you know, if you struggle with ongoing sinus issues, ongoing upper respiratory issues, um, brain fog, there's, there's such a long list that's associated with mold toxicity. Um, it would be worthwhile paying attention to, you know, those little black marks, but even any other mold or water damage in mm. your home. So, or your office environment. Yeah, exactly. So, so help us to understand what's happening in our bodies. What kind of response are we giving to this toxin? So it causes an inflammatory immune response. And so that can have a negative impact on our health. And as I said, it can influence upper and lower respiratory conditions. And um, it can trigger the production of cytokines and chemokines, which are inflammatory um, chemicals in the mm. body that manage and regulate our inflammation and our immune responses. So what are some of the, the things we could suffer from that maybe we can't seem to find an exact answer for the question, what is causing this? And you could be saying this morning, might even be mold toxicity. Yeah. So things like asthma could be exacerbated by mold toxicity. Um, any of your atopic skin disorders, so like eczema, dermatitis, fungi on the skin as well could be aggravated by um, toxic mold exposure. Then you get fungal sinusitis. Um, so that would be your sinusitis that doesn't really respond to antibiotics and your usual treatments because the, the origin is a fungi base and not a bacteria. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then it can create central and peripheral neuropathy, which is nerve um, nerve damage. Um, and it can cause T and B cell irregularities or abnormalities, which is immune function disorders. Sarcoidosis, which again is another autoimmune condition. Chronic fatigue. We've already spoken about respiratory symptoms. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's about that's about the the length of though there's others as well, yeah. obviously, but that's that's a list of them so far. And what are, what are some of the extreme <clears throat> things? If you have high concentration of these toxins uh, in the air that go into your body, what are some of the big things? Um, from a from a, a cause perspective or from a symptom perspective? Or from a cause perspective. <clears throat> so mainly is water damage. So if there's continual water damage, that water damage hasn't been um, repaired. There's still a leak. There's mold that's maybe in the carpets or in the curtains or in the walls. Those are going to be your source of um, the problem. Okay, and if you're getting this in massive doses, let's say for whatever reason nothing is being done about it and whatever the circumstances might be, I mean, there are obviously some really serious health concerns then. Absolutely. It could be debilitating. Some people really have debilitating symptoms. So you can have neurological symptoms associated with that. It can affect your mental capacity. Um, you can have this constant irritation in the airways. Um, it can cause diminished reaction times. Our balance can be affected. Um, our reflexivity can be affected. Um, it can affect our visual um, systems so we can have visual field disturbances it can weaken our grip strength so we really wow. can have quite severe um, issues and then obviously going on to things like cardiomyopathy um, hypertension cancer brain damage kidney disease so it, it can be quite severe this is, i mean these are massive things but it's such a wide variety of things i mean I'm trying to think, how does one even start to assume it could possibly be toxic mold exposure? I mean, can one test for that? There are some tests. It's quite tricky. Uh, you would normally have to have somebody come and evaluate your home or your office space. Um, there are some um, spores that can be tested for in the body as well um, through blood tests. Um, and so that would be something to consider. I think if, if anybody is not improving on a standard or traditional medical treatment then i would look at toxic mold as a as an exacerbator of those symptoms and aren't antibiotics yeah, well, can't antibiotics to sort it out surely they are anti the the bacteria no but the mold and a, and a bacteria are different uh -huh. so a mold is um, a yeast base whereas a bacteria is a bacteria base so an antibiotic is going to work on a bacteria and it may or may not support that bacteria if it's if some bacteria become less sensitive. And the same with um, molds and fungi in the body. They become resistant to treatment because they kind of protect one another in the body. It's quite a weird setup, mm. but it's survival. Um, you know, it's a survival instinct of the organism. And so they tend to um, merge with other bacteria, viruses, and other pathogens to be able to protect themselves so that they can keep proliferating. Um, and so it's quite difficult to treat them if you're not treating that specific fungi with an antifungal. Um, it's not mm. going to work with an anti antibiotic necessarily. Okay, but um, we've spoken in the very beginning. I mentioned you might find that, oh, yikes, we left that Tupperware container in the fridge too long. It's got some mold on it. Throw it out. But Aren't we consuming things that have got some kind of a mold base, like a like a cheese, you know, <laughs> that the stinky yeah. cheese? I mean, that's got mold going on it, and we're eating it because we want it in that state. So, what kind of effect could that have on us? 
Well, if in a in a normal healthy individual, then that shouldn't have any negative effect in that form. But if you have a mold sensitive individual, that would be you know that would not be a good thing to be consuming. But even things like that we're not aware of, so polyphenol rich foods like coffee, for example, oh. um, beer, chocolate, wine, grains, they have high levels of toxic molds. And often nuts are another source of, of um, toxic mold because when they harvest them, they keep them in big batches and then they put tarpaulins over them. So the mold just accumulates under it. And so they carry that those mold spores in, in whatever it is that's being stored. And so then we're exposed to the molds that way. I've thought of that too when I've, I've watched online people making fish sauce that's quite big in sort of Thai cooking and Southeast Asian cooking. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched it. I, I'm so glad I couldn't smell through the screen. But I was watching and I thought, this stuff is just lying there rotting. And then you, you, you're sieving out the solids and, and, and bottling <laughs> the liquids. And it's, the a jolly, and it's a jolly expensive thing. And and are we paying for that? I mean, aren't we just buying moldy fraught things? Anyway, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, sure, isn't that not the same for something like sauerkraut and 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 things like um, uh, kefir and and other things like that, where they are just standing around and mold is very much part of the process of creating this food. Yes, so it's a fermentation process. Um, there's not always mold involved. I suppose it depends how long you leave it outside, you leave it standing for. Yeah. Um, as soon as it's done, the fermenta- its process of fermentation, then it should be um, sealed and, and kept in the fridge. But if you do leave it too long, yes, then it is going to potentially start you know, growing toxic mm. mold as well. So just as we wrap this up, Wendy, what do we do? Do we just say to ourselves, okay, there's some answers we're not getting to some health concerns. Let's just rule out toxic mold exposure. Yeah. So if there's if there's symptoms that are niggling that you're not quite getting on top of, I would suggest um, looking into the moldy is look look into mold. Mm. Um, check your home. Check your offices. Um, it might not be in an obvious place. But if you can smell it, it's there. And, but even sometimes you can't smell it. It's just in the environment. And so if you have something that is going on and it's, it's a problem that's not resolving, then I would look into um, assessing for toxic mold exposure as well. Yeah, that's a good one. And a big one. Uh, you listed some things there, um, Wendy. Wow. So uh, if you're unsure of what we're talking about, you've just walked in. What are the list of things and ailments and conditions? And uh, you'll find that on a podcast later on this morning. A big one, Wendy. Thanks so much for sharing it with us. I don't know, it makes me want to go home with 10 bottles of bleach and scrub everything. I don't know. That's what today's <laughs> message has left me with. <laughs> uh, yeah, we definitely want to get rid of that mold. Yeah, exactly. Somebody else sent a message here and said they use vinegar if they ever find any mold in their house. There's a listener here. So um, I, I guess, is that a useful thing to do? Yeah, vinegar is a good alternative. Um, you know, you get vinegar and bicarb mixes that you can make up um, at home as well. So that's quite easy. The, the tricky thing with a, with mold is that you have to kill the whole mold. Mm. Um, and if, if you just clean it off with bleach, it doesn't necessarily kill the um, the outer layer. And so, you know, it might look like it's gone, but it could still be there. So you could still have some some harmful damage. So I know like the mold remediators, they use a, a chlorine type solution mm. to, um, to it's, it's a little bit stronger than bleach. And it's got it's got an ox- oxygenation or an ozone type therapy as well that they use um, if you've got serious da- um, water damage. 
Um, and that that is the best way to get rid of it. Yeah, that's the key word there, get rid of it. That's the voice of Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Thanks so much, Wendy. And we're so grateful that you've had success this week. And uh, have yourself a really great Thursday. We'll chat next time. Thanks so much, Brad. Chat soon. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.